0: There's an old gospel song that begins a verse with this phrase, How sweet to hold a newborn baby. I have two children personally, my little girls, Emmy and Lucy. Some of you may have even heard them on the radio broadcast in weeks or months past, and they are, in my humble opinion, My sweethearts, my cuties, I love them. I remember distinctly, fondly holding them just minutes after they were ushered into this world. My wife walked through that valley of the shadow of death and so bravely ushered those little babies into this world. She gave them their first birth. Today, on the Bible Tract Echoes radio broadcast, I'm going to share with you the Gospel Tract that started it all for our ministry. You see, Bible Tracts Incorporated has been around since 1938, and God used a young man named Paul Levine to uh, give us the genesis, the birth, if you will, of this ministry with a Gospel Tract called The New birth. You may ask, why are you going to go so in-depth into this gospel tract today? Is it out of a sense of nostalgia for the past? Is it just because you have nothing better to talk about? No, my friend. You see, this gospel tract has seen an innumerable amount of people come to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ, and I have a sneaking suspicion that the Lord— would not mind the audio recitation of this particular gospel track today, he wouldn't mind using it once again. There might be one, under the sound of my voice, that does not know for sure where they would go if they breathed their last today. So I've got to ask you, have you ever experienced the new birth? Before we jump in, I'd like to invite you, Saturday November 13th, our ministry is hosting an open house in Odell, Illinois. It's about two hours straight south from Chicago. It's down I-55. I'll give you the exact address in just a moment, but we're hosting an open house Saturday, November 13th from 1 to 5 p.m. Central Time. The address is this, 603 West Prairie Street. 603 West Prairie Street. That's Odell, O D E. LL Illinois 60460. We'd love to see you there. I've already heard from many of you that have told us you're coming. If you are coming, send us an email at openhouse at BibleTracks org. The email address is openhouse at BibleTracks Inc.org. Now, let's look at this gospel track that started it all. The New Birth. John Wesley was asked why he preached so often on this phrase, ye must be born again. He answered, because ye must be born again. The natural follow-up question is this, have you, capital Y, capital O, capital U, have you been born again without the new birth? You have no hope of escaping the terrors of hell or enjoying the glories of heaven. The Lord Jesus said, ye must be born again in John chapter 3 and verse 7. Let's talk about, though, what the new birth is not. It's not religion. You see, Nicodemus, that Pharisee in the Bible, he was a very strict religionist. He celebrated the Passover. He paid tithes. He said prayers. He brought sacrifices and even tried to keep the law. To him, the Lord Jesus said, Ye must be born again. Law keeping, joining a church, being baptized, or living up to some religious creed will not and will never save you. There will be many in a place called hell who did all of these things. Will you? You must be born again. The new birth is also not morality. You may try to keep the golden rule, pay your bills, be a good neighbor, stay out of jail, live a clean, moral life, but that will not save you. It is not recorded that our Lord said, Ye must be born again to cowardly, vacillating Pilate or to two-faced, hypocritical Judas. Why? Because, you would say, I know miserable hypocrites like Judas and men like Pilate need to be born again, but I'm not like them. I wouldn't betray Christ with a kiss after professing to be his friend. I wouldn't order Jesus to be beaten and then turned over to a howling, bloodthirsty mob to be crucified. Gangsters, thugs, adulterers, liars, drunkards, gamblers— all of them need to be born again, but not I, you may say. I am all right. My friend, do you realize that God's son spoke those words about the new birth to a man? Nicodemus who's who I'm talking about. He was doing his best to gain heaven. Without a doubt, he was neither. Nicodemus was not a crook, a drunkard, or a gambler. He was a true husband, a good neighbor, a man of clean morals, and religious. If he needed to be born again, then friend, so do you. How do you expect to make it to heaven without being born again if Nicodemus couldn't? The new birth is not religion, it's not morality, it's not reformation. Even if you would quit all of your meanness, that would not be the new birth. You see, your trouble is not on the outside, but on the inside. You don't need exterior redecoration, but interior regeneration. Satan wants you to rest in a false peace, and we warn you in Jesus' name. Don't be satisfied unless you have been born again. So, let's talk about what the new birth is. It's a mystery that you cannot explain, but a reality that no man can explain away. John 3, 8 says, The wind bloweth where it listeth or pleaseth, and thou hearest the sound thereof, but canst not tell whence it cometh and whither it goeth, so is everyone that is born of the Spirit. Just as Nicodemus could not understand or explain the wind, so can no man understand or explain the new birth. But, The wind is a reality no man can explain away. Only a fool would say, I don't believe in the wind because I have never seen it and I can't understand it. See, the wind as it moves the big limbs of an oak tree. Watch the wind tear a house to splinters. You cannot deny the reality of wind. Just as well, you cannot see the Holy Spirit. You can't explain him but see his mighty power make the harlot pure, the liar honest, the drunkard sober, the blasphemer pray, and then try to deny the reality of him. What is the new birth? It's the work of God by which a poor Lost, guilty, hell-deserving sinner who receives the Lord Jesus, receives a new nature, becomes a child of God, and begins a new life. It is a second birth, a spiritual birth. Physical life begins, of course, by birth. Spiritual life begins the same way. Not by joining a church or becoming religious. We've already covered that. You cannot join the family of God. You must be born into it. Someone once said, you can't make a Christian out of anybody. And that's true. Christians are not made. They are born. A birth is the coming into being of a new life which has the nature of its parents, when you were born the first time, you were made a partaker of the old nature, the sinful nature we all received from Adam. When you are born again, you become a partaker of the divine nature. You can find more information on that, second Peter chapter one verse four. But is this true of you? Do you have the divine nature? No matter what kind of religious profession you have made? No matter how good a person you may be morally, unless you have been made the partaker of the divine nature, you are not saved. God himself gives you this new nature the moment you receive his son. It is instantaneous. You can no more be born again by degrees than you can shoot a firecracker by degrees. There's no halfway saved. When you are born again... You begin living a new life. That is what happened when you were born the first time. You began living a life that you had never lived before. Some think they're going to heaven just because they went forward in some church meeting. But I'm asking you, be sure you are born again. There may be a more spectacular change in the life of one who is drunken, a a railing blasphemer. But even in you... have not been down deep in sin, there is bound to be a change when you are born again. There will be a new attitude towards the Lord Jesus Christ, his word, and his people. My question today is this, are you sure you have been born again? You may not know the exact day or hour you trusted Christ, but you should be able to say, I know now. I am born again. If you're not certain about this most solemn matter, I beg of you to tell the Lord Jesus that you receive him now. Then read John chapter 3 verse number 36 and believe it. That verse says this, He that believeth on the Son hath everlasting life. Now, my friend, we've made it approximately halfway through this powerful gospel track. Do you have some inkling as to why Bible Tracks Incorporated has been so successful in proclaiming the gospel to all the world, the word of God to all the world? It wasn't Paul Levine's prowess with a typewriter back in the day. It wasn't his ability with a pen. It wasn't his charisma though he had a lot of that. It wasn't his singing ability, though he was very talented that way. It's the power of God, and it's the clear presentation of Of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I've got to ask you. Now we'll complete this gospel track tomorrow. But I've got to ask you now. Do you realize that you might not have 24 more hours on this earth. If God wills it to be so. If you were to slip off into eternity right now. Where would you spend it? If you have a question about that. Or you're not sure how to word a prayer. Would you contact me? You can text me at this phone number. Grab a paper, grab a pen, open up the notes app on your phone and jot this down. The phone number is this, 309-316-7240. Thank you for listening today, but join us tomorrow as we complete this important message. Have a great day. For His glory. God bless. Thank you for joining us today for Bible Track Echoes, a ministry of Bible Tracks Incorporated. If you would like to receive a free sample packet of all of our tracks, you can contact us by calling 309 828 6888. That's 309 828 6888. Our mailing address is P.O. Box 188, Bloomington, Illinois, 61702. A faster way to contact us is to go to our website at bibletracksinc.org. That's bibletracksinc.org. There you will find more information about our ministry and details on how you can support Bible Tracks Incorporated. Thanks for listening and may the Lord richly bless you as you serve Him.